0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a fifteen hundred dollars first bet offer on your first wager.
1: I'm down to dunk, and I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea gibbs Alexander. and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to
2: dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. Will you say, this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Yeah. (laughs) This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. (laughs) Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays is my good friend, Michele Um Michele, what's up?
1: My head is still spinning, counting the mistakes that I did from three against Houston. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> uh, clank, oh, clank. Man. Oh, wait, clank. Yeah. What a horrific game. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it's interesting because I think that Oklahoma City fans would look at and I do this, and I think that a lot of fans do this too we We look at Houston and we look at Detroit, and we kind of look down on them a little bit with the way that their rebuild is going mm-hmm. and you know the both those teams beating us it's it's just they're there to keep us humble, you know just uh yes. you know something in my heart is wrong, and that that loss really kind of helped level me out a little bit because it was really bad, and I think that Houston fans could watch that thunder team and be like. And they have they have Shea, and no one else is good. Like, no one else on that team is good at all. That's how they play. Besides played.
1: Wiggins, we have to say that he was great.
2: Besides Wiggs, man. Aaron Wiggins, play Aaron Wiggins. Free Aaron Wiggins. Hashtag free Aaron Wiggins. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine if Wiggins in the post game says, they're finally letting me play? Like, <laughs> <laughs> CP3 two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, that would be it would awesome. be a uh, hell of a moment. It would um, be. shoot. I mean, I'm I'm not so uh, I, I don't want to say mad because I never get too mad. Yeah. Um, but I I was impressed how different the shot quality was compared to the results. I mean, yep. OKC really generated a ton of good shots. Great shots. Houston didn't. Yep. Um, I mean. David Green took the most absurd shots. Yes, and he made them all.
2: Yes, that was the thing, and that's what the results don't match what you watch. Because if you if you would have taken everybody's shot and paused it right after they took the shot, and then like that's all you got to see, I think you'd be like, "Man, OKC probably won this game." Look at look at this by, by a mile. Yeah, and the, and you see Houston like, "Oh my gosh, look at all these contested shots that are being yeah. taken." And that's what that's what that team is built on. It's just like these these Hoopers, you know, mm-hmm. in Houston, where it's like I'm just I can go get mine and I can do it with a hand in my face. And I'm, and in fact, I prefer it with a hand in my face because it's so much cooler to shoot it that way. <laughs> um, that's how they play basketball, and you'll get nights <laughs> like that, you know. And for the Thunder, it just was a really bad night, and that's going to happen. And I had a tweet about this the next day where it's just like, listen, this is the youngest team in the league. Second youngest team in the history of the NBA. You're going to have nights like this. Like you're going to have volatility within the team and within the way that they play. I don't think the defense was great. I don't think it was bad. I don't think they played it with enough force. Yeah. That's the point. But you know, it's, it's just like a throwaway game. It's just like, whatever you know
1: yeah which is part of the things that I don't um, I don't like it I don't want to excuse too much uh, on a young team but it's part of the deal I mean if you look at how uh, Booker or the earliest version of Boston or even like other teams that now they are competing every night even the Bucks with Yanis at the beginning when um, they got Jabari Parker and say wow they are stacked now wow and then Oh uh, nope, not yet. <laughs> they, they are well, not.
2: look at the Pistons. We tried. To, everybody tried to do it with the Pistons this year. And yeah, I know but Kade's the Pistons out.
1: just a bad team. And Cade's uh, I, out I want to.
2: But like, even with Cade, they they stunk. But everybody yeah. thought, oh, this is gonna be a thirty-eight, forty-win team. You know, chance to be five hundred. No, no, not.
1: Yeah, but even even teams that now are good, and and like when they were young, there were these games where you can just yeah I'm throwing this away mm-hmm. um, but part of being a great team is getting on the court against Houston and destroy them Yeah, definitely. because you can definitely um, physically imposing your will I don't care if you don't have Shang-Gun, Uh Shingun can't grab 19 rebounds and can't score 21 points on you mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen yeah. and, and I think that in some of the guys there is this kind of personality in, in others um, maybe not and I really want to see i I think that over the past week, Shea is starting to be fatigued a little bit um it's not the same defensively, which is normal. I mean, twenty games in you you, you start feeding the season, I think yeah. uh it's every other night, and it's heavy minutes every single night, so it's it's normal, and he was awesome in twenty seven minutes on, offense, on defense.
2: still amazing like you're like, oh, he's tired, but amazing still,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, but but we can't deny that the first six, seven games of the season he was much more engaged, even if he's still blocking shots, stealing yeah, yeah, left yeah. and right. But the physicality is not really there. Yeah. And I think that this will, will come. Um,
2: it's going to ebb and flow. You know, yeah. Shea is still a young player. I oh, know yeah. that it feels like he's oh, he's established. He's still in pre-prime age currently. Yeah. And what he's doing is is outrageous. And I know that people want to compare him to a player like Devin Booker or something like that. He has blown out of the water what Devin Booker has done, you know, at age 24. Yeah. Like, a lot better. So, I don't know, man. The sky's the limit with this kind of player that has the length, the, the way that he paces himself, the way that he can shoot from anywhere. His passing has gotten better this year. There's just so many things, and I want to spend part of this podcast just talking about his jump from Mm -hmm. last year to this year, and I, so I pulled up, so we're 20 games in, and I think it's good a good time to take stock of like, okay, who is this team, where are they in the league, and then how do we compare it to last year? And that's what we're going to spend most of this podcast doing, so... If we take a look at where they are 20 games in, they're 8-12, and they're 23rd in net rating, minus 2, 21st in defense at a 112.8, and 18th in offense at a 110.8. If we look back a year ago, 20 games in to the 21-22 season, they are 6-14, and 14. so they're two games better than they mm-hmm. were last year. They're twenty seventh in net rating, minus seven point three to a minus two. So that's that's very different. It's a significant difference from last year to this year. The defense last year thirteenth in the league at one hundred six point six. Like this, that's really good. And then OKC this year twenty first one twelve point eight. So the defense has slipped, and it's Uh been that one twelve is a result of great defense in the first 10 games and then a slippage in defense in the last 10. And then in offense, this is where we've seen a huge improvement. Huge. Bigger than the the slippage in defense is their 18th in offense this year, 110.8. Last season, they were last in offense at this time, (laughs) 99.3. Yeah. 99.3. They're 10 points plus better per 100 possessions on offense from last year to this year, which is a giant leap. From 30th to 18th, maybe doesn't feel like a giant leap. It is. It's a very, very big leap. And then 10 points per 100 possessions better is kind of wild. Um, and let's just talk about Shea, because he is a compl- he's a very different player than he was last mm-hmm. year. Here's his stats, 20 games in from last year. He played 18 games of the 20. This year he played 19, so the stats, you know, they're they're right there. Same. He played one more, he's played one more minute per game last year, or this year than last year. Last season, 20 games in, he's 20 points per game, five rebounds, 4.6 assists, one steal per game, shooting 40% wow. from the field, from three, 76.9% from the free throw line. This year, in 35 minutes per game, 31 points, 4.8 boards, 6.2 assists, 1.7 steals, 1.3 blocks, shooting 50, 35, 92. (laughs) Unbelievable (laughs) jump. Yeah. Shoot the free throws per game. 20 games in, last season, five per game, shooting 76%. Yeah,
1: that's insane.
2: This season, 8.8 free throw attempts per game, shooting 92.2%. The improvement is staggering. I mean, if you would have shown me, just a, a lot of Twitter accounts like to do this, where it's like... Here's numbers of player A. Here's the numbers of player B. Tell me who you think they are, you know. And if you put those numbers back to back, you'd be like, hey, this was Shay, the first twenty games of last year, first twenty games of this year. I don't think you would be guessing like, oh, these are this is the same person that did yeah. these things. It's insane. It's outrageous. And it's not like that and another thing that I want to highlight in this show is just like the talent difference and the guys that were playing these minutes last year. But it's not like there's just like this giant bump in talent. It's not like they acquired Bogdan Bogdanovich, you know, or Boyan (laughs) Bogdanovich, sorry. And had him, you know, added to this team. You you didn't. If that
1: is your big upgrade, that's sad. I'm
2: just saying one team tried to do that. That's what they did. Um, (laughs) This is me being arrogant again. Um, But – it's we will pay this. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Next game. It's uh, it's just an outrageous jump. So I just like want to recognize that first. From twenty points per game to thirty-one points per game in the first twenty games of each season is just a it's a wild jump. And a lot yeah. of it's at the free throw line. A lot of it is that he's just making more shots. He took last season 17.5 field goal attempts per game. He's up to 21.3. He is one of the few players in the NBA that can take a team and just make them good on his own.
1: On offense, uh, yes.
2: On offense, yes. The offense is outrageous. It's outrageous. This performance, if it holds, which it's, a, it's an if at this point, I don't know that it will. I'm not sure, but I've also seen him get to 30 points over and over again without shooting the ball well in circumstances that are less than ideal. I see him continue to do that. I mean, what he did against yeah. Houston, where it's like, we can't get anything to go, and he was like, I'm still going to get there. I'm I'm still going to get there. It's unbelievable. This is – and the Thunder have been very blessed to have so many players to – just have great seasons. You know that we've had great Durant seasons, great Westbrook seasons. We've had an incredible Paul George season. This is on par with like it could be one of the top five individual seasons in the history of the Thunder, which is saying something. Like yeah. this is this is the kind of season that he's having twenty games in. I mean, it cannot be understated.
1: Yeah. No, I think that um, <clears throat> the, the variety of ways. In which he is getting his it's it's impressive. I mean, we had moments where uh, he could leverage his mid range game, which last season he barely did uh, in the first part of the season, which was one of the huge questions that we 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 all had. Like, why is he getting? just step back trees and no Mm mid-range and then he uh, basically in the second part of the season he decided to go back to that and it was insane I think that a steady diet of everything Uh, oh wow I'm I'm quoting Michael Cage wow Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, like um, the fact that he can be um, a three level scorer is is important and and he should not um, leave that aside I mean the mid-range game is part of Every great Mm scorer, there is nobody. Even even Giannis, who is not really a guy that should take any mid-range shot, he He takes takes them.
2: Yeah, he takes them still. He's been horrible, but he takes them terrible. But yeah, I mean, according to cleaning the glass, the offense is thirteen points better per one hundred possessions.
1: Yeah, which means basically that when he's on, uh, OKC is more one hundred and twenty points per game points per hundred possession team and and when it's not he's they are really bad uh um, yeah. bottom of the season bottom of the, of the league Bad. Yeah. um i was doing some research um on on the first few games and the slippage and defense i think the part of the of the deal is as our friend in the chat the cards uh the pace is going way up and they are trying to adjust to playing at a very high speed, but Mm -hmm. also opponents are shooting better uh, from three. Uh, Over the past 10 games, they are over 37% um, compared to 35, uh, which is league average. Mm -hmm. And this will revert back to the mean. Uh, Two points percentage on three pointers is not a huge amount, but it can explain part of the difference.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they want to play as fast as possible. Yeah. I mean, that is that was a... It's something that Mark talks a lot about. If they don't play well, he'll always talk about pace after the game. And yeah. it, like against the Knicks, the way that game started, I mean, I turned to Joe and just said, "They're not playing fast enough. Like they—they're not gonna. This is not their style of game. This is not the way they want to play." Yeah. Um So yeah, I think that that is a good point. Is that they want to play really, really fast? Um, you you mentioned the threes from Shea last season. He took almost seven threes a game at 31%. Yeah. This season, he's 29 at 35%.
1: Which probably they are both wrong, and he should be somewhere in the middle, around four and a half, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And again, I said it many times. I need to see him taking spot-up trees. Mm-hmm. We need to see Giddy creating for him mm-hmm. or others. Um, I would like to see how many spot-up trees he took and who... Uh, from whom he got the pass the pass because it's... I don't think that many are from Giddy, which is yeah. weird.
2: Yeah, it doesn't seem that way. I need to look into that later on, but yeah. Yeah, Giddy is another one where it feels like Giddy's having like a regression to a degree. Um, The stats don't say that, at least through 20 games. In Giddy's first 20... In the first 20 games of the last season, Josh... Uh, He played all 20. He was 10 points per game, 39% from the field, 25% from three, 65% from the free throw line, seven rebounds, 5.8 assists, 2.8 turnovers per game. So 10, 5, and 7. Or no, 10, Mm -hmm. 7, and 5. This year, he's 14, 7, and 5. The rebounds and assists are the exact same. 7.2 7.2 and 5.8 the exact same <laughs> just kind of wild the turnovers are are a little are up from last yeah. year which matches the eye test that he some of it is scouting report and that's something that just really just needs to be acknowledged and he even talked about it that like the book is out on Josh and this is where you see is a player good enough to make adjustments and overcome these things or are they not there's a lot of guys that get to year two and it's like whoa this is where this is why there are sophomore slumps yeah is because teams have a full season to see everything that you can do and they're I mean there's a job multiple jobs where there are scouts from every single team coming to watch everybody. And it's impossible to not have like a good scouting report on somebody as important as Josh Giddy. And so yeah. everybody's got one. Everybody knows how to play him. And now he has to adjust. And I don't think he's been quite as bad as what a lot of people think. You know, He's 46% up from 39% from the field. Like, he's just shooting the ball better. He's finding better shots than he was this time last year.
1: Yeah. Do you have the number of mid-range shots he's taking right now? I can pull it up. Because I think that it's very, very limited to floaters. Yeah. If we stretch it, I mean, the mid-range was part of his game in in the uh, NBL in Australia. Mm -hmm. That part of his game was, hey, that guy has a short-range shot that looks good. Mm-hmm. And it was some of, uh, and it it was one of the weapons that he had uh, last year. I don't recall him taking many this season. I would be surprised if those are one more than one per game.
2: Yeah, he doesn't. He you just don't see him take many like pull up mid range jumpers, and he would do that last season a little bit more. Yeah, um, in the mid range, he is taking point seven per game.
1: Yeah. And part of them are floaters, I think.
2: He is shooting sixteen percent. Yeah. On those shots, let me fill, pull up the total because that, to me, is total is pretty important. He's taken twelve.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that matches the I
2: tested. Those were a lot more
1: last season. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Guess guess how many Shays taken?
1: Oh, I think two point eight per game. Eighty. Okay, that's that's more than two point eight per game.
2: Yeah, forty six percent, eighty mid range shots. Yeah, wow. uh, in the paint, non restricted shots for Josh, he's taken seventy nine total. Mm-hmm. Uh, forty five percent. Yeah,
1: then, it's not bad. it's yeah. not terribly bad. Should yeah. be better.
2: And then in the restricted area, he's taken ninety four shots in the restricted area. 61.7 percent which is not bad yeah it's not terrible i can actually yeah, I think pull that the, up i can sh- actually pull up what he did last year give me a second i'll pull up exactly what, yeah the the shot I think that of last
1: shifting year. from mid-range shots pull-up jumpers to floaters and restricted area attempts even if there are many times say, why why mm-hmm. Why did you have to turn? And I mean, he is working uh, to to get downhill. Uh, it's it's on purpose. Just shoot trees, floaters, and close range shots.
2: Yeah, yeah. Last year he took tw- in twenty games. In he took twenty one mid range shots. Shot twenty eight percent. He took sixty six in the paint non restricted shots at forty two percent. So worse than this year. And then last season. 63 in the restricted area at 54 percent so he's just like everywhere but the mid-range he's better than yeah he but was last year?
1: non-consequential the mid-range percentage i think it's long floaters and not jumpers
2: yeah well and there just wasn't a, a, enough for it to really matter yeah yeah
1: so like so few attempts that who cares um i think that the slump hasn't um i'm i'm reading the chat while we are discussing and there is jason stewart saying that i think it is slump has been grossly over exaggerated i think so uh i also think this um the eye test says that whenever giddy is on the court the team looks not as good as when Shea is, which is an unfair comparison. And I think yeah. that, that is part of the reason why he the per, the the perception the perception sorry is a little bit skewed mm-hmm. because when Shea's on the court, the team is actually good against good teams. Um, when Giddy's on, then it's probably a little bit how it was last season. So, yeah, uh, I think Giddy's better.
2: Giddy's better this year, but he didn't make the jump that Shea did. And I think that, exactly. that, is, that is where we're seeing it. I think that's, I mean, I'm just saying what you said, but just different words. That no, no, no.
1: It's, 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 a, it's a nice summary of um, my too many, as usual, <laughs> too many words I mean, to concept.
2: Yeah, um, when you make the jump that Shay did, it makes everybody else look a lot worse than they are, and it's hard to see the growth that mm-hmm. happened. And this is part of why I wanted to do this exercise, to see like, okay, where are we really compared to last year? Because yeah. I think starting the season last year, I don't think that people would have said like, oh, Giddy was 10 points on 39% from the field 20 games into the season last year. No, mm-hmm. I think people think, oh, Giddy was a lot better last year. That's wrong. Like that's yeah. just flat out, it's it's inaccurate. It's not correct. Mm-hmm. Does it look, I think we're more relying on eye tests there than we are on the stats with with giddy because there is still like a little bit of like i just don't know how this works long term and one it just doesn't really matter because this guy's still really young he's still 20 years old and so there is so much time to figure it out but two like he is improved he's a better player he's turning the ball over more than he did last year yes does that feel worse than last year it does a little bit but yeah. it's only one additional turnover, and I th- which is I, not nothing. It's not Why nothing. It's not nothing. But I just think I would rather him make mistakes now and figure things out than to be more cautious. I think that I just think this is a learning experience for him. And if you just look at the raw stats, twenty games in last year, twenty games in this year, he's just a he is a better player. He is an improved player.
1: You know where I can see, um, I mean, you say that the rebounds and the assists are the same, which is kind of disappointing. Sure. Not because you can, I mean, it was the first 20 games. He, he was much better by the end of the season. Um, and on top, his teammates are shooting the ball much better mm. this year. Mm-hmm. So I really expected the assist number to be up. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, the rebounds I mean he there is arguably no center. And he should be way more involved in the rebounding department. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something schematic where he is not tasked with uh, defending force or being as close to the basket in this scheme. Um, last year, there were not so many switches. This defense is probably a little bit hard to play. And so maybe... These are the two reasons why Giddy's rebounds and assists are not as high. But you can say, hey, um, where is the passing wizards? His, his teammates are shooting the ball better. Why is not racking up assists like triple doubles here, triple doubles there? Uh, giddy giddy giddy, like in in New York.
2: <laughs> no, I forgot to tell I forgot to tell this story on the show. I'm glad you brought it up. I, I talked to Wally Zerbiak. Um, oh. when he so he was here. He was on the call with Mike Breen, and they're both sitting in front of me, just and that feels incredibly strange to have Mike Breen and Wally Zerbiak sitting in. I imagine sitting right in front of me. I'm like, this is just unbelievable. Like I feel like such a fraud with like sitting there, and those two are sitting in front of me. Um, and so, anyways, I was standing in line for coffee at halftime, and Wally Zerbiak is just standing there right in front of me. And I just can't help myself. I just have to talk to him. And so I reached my hand out, I shook hands with him. He's got some big old mitts, by the way, some big old hands. Um, and he, I just said, Hey, did you, you know, introduce myself? Told him, you know, my name's Andrew, I work for the athletic. You know, he's, uh, and I said, Did you realize that you were going to be a, a Thunder meme, you know, after you had that post game show? And he just started laughing. He's a very, very nice guy. And he was like, He's like, man. He's, and Then he just started. He started telling, talking about how good Josh was in that game, and then he started to move his arms like he did on the broadcast as he's telling it to me. It was just so funny. Um, but he was super nice, uh, and I just couldn't help myself. Uh, I didn't get to talk to Mike Breen. He seemed very busy. He's also just like such a legend. And I was like, man, I just would, I just need to leave him alone. But um, yeah.
1: Um, feels too brain feels too
2: much. It did. Like, it felt like too much. I already got my interaction with Zerbiak. I was like, okay, I've I've had my fill for the night. But it, it was so much fun. Um, anyways, Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy is probably being unfairly maligned. Some of it by me, like to be honest, just because it does. He just the flow just doesn't seem there every night. Sometimes it is the way he played in Boston. It was like oh, okay especially in the overtime. I was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. that's it. That is it." Or was it the fourth quarter? Fourth quarter. Not overtime. Um, the way he played I in the I thought four- you were
1: referring to the last overtime. Yeah, no, the, uh,
2: in the the way he played in the fourth quarter, I was like, mm-hmm. "That that's it. Like that's the giddy roll. He's got to be way more physical than he has been. He's got to be a better rebounder and he's yeah. got to survey the floor a little bit better." and understand where the defense is has figured him out. Yes. And like those are the things he has to figure out. He has figured out how to use his physicality on the offensive end so much more. And that yeah. is a really good thing cuz he will u- when he sees there's a smaller guy on him, he knows how to take him to the hoop and go get a bucket. And he's been yes. very good at that this year. And that's a great that's a great improvement from him. Because he really didn't do that last year all that much. And so like that's great. The other things, I just don't I just don't worry about because I think that he's a smart enough player to figure out those other things. And it's just going to take more time and improvement. But all that to say, I think Josh is an improved player. I you can you can see it in the stats when you when you look at his game and really think about where he was last year. It's like, yeah, a year later, he's just better.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, even if you don't think that he will be better than this, you're down on him, blah, 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 and, like, put all the negativity that you want. Yeah. Still, he is a player that many teams would love to have coming off the bench. Yeah. Uh, in a, I don't know, uh, you, you put shooting around him uh, on every position. He is your off-the-bench playmaker. You put more shooting around Shay. Is this terrible for pick number six i don't think so so even no. if you don't see him as a long-term starter with shea which is again very early too early, too early to, to, to discuss yeah um even if you don't see um a long-term starter for this team i mean thank god he's playing right now and getting in like all the reps that he can because i mean even as a, as a six-man kind of guy is so interesting yeah i mean there are guys uh, that are way worse than him, like Thomas Saturansky, that, that played a lot in the league as backup guards for even good enough teams. Started were, for Washington. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I think that, uh, again, Giddy will play in this league for a long time. Oh, and if no somehow uh, Engelin makes the um, the magic on his shot in two or three years, I mean, we are talking a different animal. Because I yeah. don't think that the solution is to take away the ball from Shea's hands yeah. uh, at all times. I think that there should be a mix in Shea's diet. Um, again, cage. And, um, um, but Giddy needs to be dangerous from the corners at least. Yeah. And if that comes, um,
2: they'll, that's They'll figure that's it something. out. Shea hasn't been this player for very long. And so, like, they just have to figure things out. I think that you almost have to, like, readjust the way you think about this team and the way that they gel together now that Shea has proven, like, hey, I'm one of the best 10 players in the league. Hello. Like, now figure out how to play with me. And Josh isn't the ideal partner, but Chet Holmgren is. Mm -hmm. And so. both. And if you get both of them on the court, this is why I'm just like, just chill with any sort of like giddy this, like, oh, he doesn't have a scalable of a game. Like, just stop. Just stop it with all of that. Like, it's insane. It's not time to do that. It's not time. Not when he's 20 years old. Not when he is as brilliant as he is as a player. Not time. It's not time. Yeah,
1: I want to be greedy. We want to have everything soon and now. Um, but it's... Um it's not like that and it's not the end of the world yeah Uh, you can see when it works you can see flashes of a great team yeah um and the fact it works against anybody even teams that are good and that are playing hard and maybe against new york or houston it doesn't it's not so worrisome to me Mm -hmm. so i I mean, consistency is part of the deal. Mm-hmm. It's not something that comes for free, mm-hmm. that you're magically gifted when chat comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also something where you put two or three veterans um, on, the, on, on the team when it's time. Teams that can, like players that can put the locker room straight together with Kenridge and everything will work out.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's five or six years away five or six years away from being in his prime.
1: From being the best version of himself, So,
2: like, to... this, It's just... It's foolish to make big judgments about him. You may be right one way or the other, where you're just, like, super homer, and you think, like, oh, it's all going to work out. It's going to be amazing. You know, the giddy Chet and Shea team is going to go to the finals. It's going to be amazing. Like, you may be right. Or you could say giddy's never gonna work not gonna work next to shea they're gonna have to deal him for some shooting or package him with picks to go get somebody else that might be true too like you might make the right read on it today but to think that you know from what has happened that it's going to end up one way or the other like you just don't know
1: nobody knows you'd be flat out wrong um the the history of giddy is not yet written Uh, yeah it's the the final page will depend a lot on how okc will build Mm -hmm. the team around shay giddy and chet yeah um i really think that right now uh the coaching staff is not putting an effort of putting neither shay or nor giddy in the best position to succeed they are doing that with poku to some degree Um, Maximizing Poku means playing him with better players. I think that that was something that we were advocating for last year. Mm -hmm. And finally, uh, they did that. Was it wrong not to do it at the beginning? I don't, in the moment I felt yes, right now I feel no because you you can always find a way to put a player in the best position to succeed. Mm. And I think that everyone knows what what that situation is. Mm It's just, it's too easy now. You don't want to make it too easy right now. You want Giddy to struggle, to struggle big time in playing super fast and making quick decisions. Uh, Again, Filthy Cards uh, was saying in the chat, hey, they are first in pace. Guess what? For a player that processes the game at such a high speed and makes all the dangerous passes, playing with higher pace means losing the ball more, Mm -hmm. which is happening right now. So I really Mm -hmm. think that... um, we are not seeing the best version of Giddy nor the best version of other players, uh, excluding Shea, which is not put in the best position to succeed, but he's succeeding anyway. Um, it's also like by construction. You really don't want to make it easy on them right now. It, it makes no favor to see if Giddy averages 22 and and uh, 9 and 9 this year. Uh, and then whenever he gets to the playoffs, he doesn't have an answer. Yeah, It's better for him to... Like try everything yeah and then like with his time he finds a way to be effective in every situation Mm -hmm. which is ultimately the goal of this team Mm
2: -hmm. yeah Uh, our uh our friends over at uh r-thunder have uh sleuthed a little bit and found that giddy liked a tweet that said our own fan base hating on giddy is so weird lmao um pretty funny So, uh, Okay, let's talk about Poku. You mentioned Poku. This season, he is 9.7 points per game, 48.9% from the field, 41% from three. No,
1: we should make rumblings, and 41% from three. Can
2: you believe that? That we're 20 games in, he's played 17 of them, and he's 41% from three, and that's just like, that is wild. That's better than, better than, my, better than my boldest prediction. I,
1: mean, um, I think that you, you could have bet someone a thousand
2: bucks. I think I could have. Beam. If I would have just said, hey, I'll bet you $1,000 20 games in that Poku is going to be shooting 39% or better from three. If I would have made that bet, I honestly, I wouldn't have made the bet. I wouldn't have done it <laughs> because I would have just gone. I would have had to leave the pot and then go into the living room where my wife would say, listen, I just lost a thousand dollars and i just want to say sorry you know um no i think it's it's crazy the improvements that we've seen from him for uh 5 rebounds 1.6 assists 1.8 blocks per game to last season where he's playing only 14.8 minutes per game i mean this year he's 23 he's playing almost 10 minutes more this season per game And he was 4.7 points, shooting 34% from the field. From the field, 20% from three, 62% from the free throw line. Both are whatever numbers because he just doesn't shoot free throws because he's just not that aggressive of a ball handler.
1: Um, He's getting to the basket way more than last season, though.
2: He is. He is. He still doesn't, like, attack. Like, I would never say he attacks the rim, you know? No. I would say he um, greets the rim with a healthy smile, you know, <laughs> with the basketball. Like, he does not attack the rim. Uh, four four boards, 1.3 assists, 0.4 blocks per game last year. Yeah. 0.4 blocks per game. Some of He's that is putting the same situations. Some of that is that he never was the lone center. Twenty games yeah. in, he was either a three or a four, and it mostly was mostly
1: a three, though.
2: Yeah, he was a wing last year for the most part. Yeah, it's true. And not great, Bob. And he, he kind of stunk last year. Twenty games in that. This was the point where we're like, I think a guy that shoots thirty-four percent from the field which there's only one guy that shot worse than him from the field last year. And that's Teo Maladone, who was shooting 22% from the field at this point last year. A close, no, a close tail, by the way,
1: I'm not taking, I'm not uh, keeping notes with Charlotte? Of, of his games. He's yeah.
2: playing, you know, which is good. That's more than I thought that I would be saying about Tao Maladone. The, uh, at this point in the season, I, I, I've watched him a couple times. He's had a couple good games. I don't know. Let me pull up his overall stats. I'm looking at them. Forty-eight uh, percent from the field. Wow. Thirty-eight percent from three. Five points. Two boards. Two assists. That's great. Good for you, Teo. Fifty-six
1: percent effective field goal.
2: That's a uh, that's not anything to sneeze at there for a Teo Maladon. Eighty-five percent. Eighty-six percent
1: from the line.
2: That's great. It's great you needs nice. he needs i mean there there are minutes take them do your thing that's yeah. great
0: um looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
2: Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available
0: on davidyerman.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before?
2: Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But the, the jump that Poku's made also from the first 20 games of last year to the first 20 games of this year, It again, you could put them put their numbers up player A, player B. The improvement is pretty staggering. And this is what this is what happens. And this is why I'm like, don't make judgments about Josh Giddy. Because Josh could have a jump next year where it's like, who is this guy? Yeah. Poku made a jump. Shea made a jump from last year to this year. And it's just like, they're nearly unrecognizable from their starts of last year. And so this is why you don't make judgments either way. They could have... Somebody could have a fall, like Teo did, where it's like, holy smokes, I thought Teo was a backup point guard, and now he is maybe out of the league. He got cut twice. Twice. He got traded and then cut. But, I mean, the Thunder effectively cut him. You know? They made the trade. They ended up doing something good for their franchise. That's great. But they effectively were going to cut him, and then the Rockets cut him, and then he lands with charlotte and that's great i'm glad he landed back in the nba i kind of thought he would go back to europe but yeah me too um it's great you don't know which which way they're gonna go um so anyways it's it's an it's a huge improvement for poku it's very exciting uh of players that played last year Who do you think – so it was Shea was number one in points per game last season, the first 20 games, 20 points per Uh game. Lou was second at 16.8 points per game. By the way, Lou is shooting worse from the field than he was last year. He's 40% from the field. He's 42 last year. He's about the same from three as he was last year, taking two less threes per game than he was last year, which I'd say is an improvement for him um, but he's about the same player as he was yeah. last year not, not a crazy jump here or there um, who's fourth in points per game last season for the Thunder
1: no qualifiers
2: uh, no qualifiers
1: um, I'm sure that both Giddy and Mann are above 10 points per game so it's it's
2: SGA, Lou, Giddy is the top three. Who do you yeah. think is four?
1: I think that Trey Mann was above 10 points per game. I don't remember if Baisley was.
2: Trey Mann was six points per game. It was Baisley at nine points per game. Six points.
1: Oh, the first 20 games.
2: Yeah, the first 20 games.
1: Oh, oh yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Man barely played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was quite bad. I, I was thinking for yeah. the entire season. Sorry. Yeah, not sure. Why Darius was talking games.
2: Darius was third in minutes per game last year. Or, yeah, or third in actually, let's see, fourth in points, fourth in minutes as well per game. Uh, yeah, he played twenty eight minutes per game last year. Twenty games in.
1: It was before the the pining
2: yes. of uh, Darius Basley. Yes, this year he's sixteen minutes per game, six points per game. So, yeah. th- the biggest difference with Bayes is just that he has been, he's just not where he was on the totem pole. Last year, he was like token starter, you know? Yeah. Token starter base. And he just is not that this year. No. Um, Rightfully so, it's, it's, if you ask me. It's its just clear, it's, it's clearer to me, seeing what they're doing with the rotations and the way that they're handling him, that he is perhaps not part of the long-term solution here from the big position. It should, they just don't treat him as such. They, they've given everybody else a chance to start and not him. And he doesn't close games. Even when he plays really well, he doesn't close games. Yeah. You know, last year, he played 69 games. Really nice. Nice number. And he started 53 games. 53. Yeah. He's played 15 games this season. He started zero times, playing 16 minutes compared to last season, 28 minutes per game.
1: Man, no. mouth feed.
2: He is better from the field than he was last year. 45 percent. He's better from three, shooting 37 and a half percent from three this season. Not on a ton of attempts. Let me see what the attempts. Yeah, are. Yeah, but look at the corners. 24.
1: I think yeah. that was intentional. Um, he is taking a lot of corner trees. Compared to the volume, of
2: course. He's actually taking the exact same percentage of threes that he did his rookie season. 33% of his shots come from corners. Okay. He's shooting 50% on those, too. Yeah. Which is a career high. Yeah. But still not not a ton of attempts. Mostly just because he hasn't gotten the chance to do that this year. Yeah. Yeah, he's taken 24 threes. Nine of 24 from three. He was taking almost four a game last year. He's only taken about one and a half this year. So yeah. he is being boxed in. He's boxed in, bays. <laughs> um, and I think it's the right thing to do with a player like mm-hmm. him. I think that he is limited with the decision-making stuff. And that's okay. There's a lot of players in the league that are. A lot, a lot, a lot. And the the Thunder right now are allowing Lou Dort to kind of work through that some. Mm-hmm. And there's times where Lou has had good games with his decision-making. There's times where he has not. Um. But man, Baisley is is a is a different is in a different place. And I just wonder if we're and I've said this a bunch, I just wonder if we're heading toward a trade for him. Not only because he may not be long for the Thunder, but because I think Baisley has a long career ahead of him. Yeah. And he needs a situation where he's not playing 16 minutes on a rebuilding team. And has like a either a A 16-minute roll on a good team where it's like, oh, my gosh, look at what Darius Bazley can do for the Blazers or for the Mavericks or for whoever. or the Warriors. Yeah, or for the Warriors. Great. Um, Corner
1: and dunks. Corner and dunks.
2: Yeah, I think that he can have a really good career. It's just that I just don't know that it's going to be here because now at the big position, like you obviously have Chet coming back next year. You have Jeremiah, who's going to play minutes for them. You have Poku, yeah, which is, who's going to play minutes. Yeah, he's shooting better,
1: Jeremiah is, is. so.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, compared to – he was shooting the ball pretty good last year, at least from three. He was 38% last year. But from the field overall, he's 50% from the field, where last year Jeremiah was 44%. Like, he's made a jump too as far as mm-hmm. shooting the basketball. Um,
1: Something on, on Baisley. Um, yeah. I was looking to um, – Tracking dashboard of, of the shots and right now is barely taking just wide open trees. Yeah. Which is different from last season.
2: Yeah. He was try- he was just he was trying a lot of stuff last year. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on with Bays last year.
1: And stuff that we loved. Yeah.
2: <laughs> of course. Um okay. Just comparing last year to this year, I just think the the quality of players. I mean, you have Baisley playing the fourth most amount of minutes this year it's j-dub where it's the 12th pick in the draft like that's pretty great you have poku up there now who has taken a leap and was a first round pick uh last year what's
1: your read on j-dub by the way
2: um i like his pace i like the way he plays the game i think the shot has a long way to go i think the defense has a long way to go yeah um but I do like the way he plays the game. I think he is someone that can play multiple positions that can be very valuable to a team. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't.
1: That's a bit vanilla, Andrew. I want something more.
2: <laughs> He's. There's not anything crazy flashy with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there is immense potential underneath all of this for him. Yeah. And part of me wants. Just some of it's covered up because he, he has to play like a lower usage role. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see him just as like the permanent backup point guard and just see what he can do. But they like him enough to start him. I mean, that says something. One that he is, give him the reps. Give him the reps with the good guys because we think mm-hmm. that he is going to thrive with the good players. Yeah, and be a connector piece. He and Poku as like the connector pieces within the offense. You know, you could. There's a world where it's Shay, Josh, J Dub, Poku, Chet next year in lineups, where it's like all these connector pieces.
1: No Dort. Just, Are you starting like to 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 put uh, no. away money to grab tickets for the for my train?
2: <sighs> no. Yes. No. Um, I. There's just a world where that happens. And you just have all okay. these connectors, all these decision makers on the court. I feel like that's what we're heading toward ultimately is mm-hmm. everybody can do everything. And that is an interesting... That's a really interesting group where J-Dub is your smallest player on the court. Yeah. And he's not a small player. He's got a seven two wingspan. And he is strong. And yeah. he's a rookie. Uh, so I'm... I'm very intrigued. I, I need to see more from him, mm-hmm. certainly. You know, he's... The thing is, like, he from three, he's not great. Other than that, he's a pretty efficient player. Yeah. You know, nine points per game. He's at three boards, almost three assists per game, only one and a half turnovers, shooting 50% from the field, 28% from three, 87% from the line.
1: Like yeah, he, 28 is not bad. It will it will come up.
2: I think it'll get better. And he only takes good shots, too, is the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he only takes good shots. It, it's
1: it's funny that in
2: your um,
1: dream scenario lineup,
2: <laughs> I did not say um, that. I did not say that. But I'm it, saying that. It, but it, um, could be. it very well could be. It's pretty. It's a pretty great. I mean, you think yes. about it. Like that's. It's kind of ideal, and it's also. What they've been kind of working toward. They picked this yeah, guy in think, the lottery. They picked him in the for lottery. A
1: Close your eyes for a moment and think if one of the Thompson brothers um,
2: oh, yeah. actually like a sit guy. Sit down, like J Dub. Sit down, man.
1: <laughs> no, you can sit down poku and you have this crazy oh, uh yeah. units with guys that can switch everything. I mean, yeah. It's it's true, it's true that we are looking at the scene and saying, Oh, It's just chat that is coming uh, next season. Uh, Maybe this is not good enough. Hey, we have next year's pick and we have a gazillion assets that will come in coming years. So take a deep breath. Look at the game against Houston. Think that this is not the team and they have so many avenues. It's part of this team. Yeah. And the fact that you already have a superstar Uh, in the making... Yeah. that's that's home run uh, yeah. and even if it doesn't work immediately this year even if they don't reach the 32 wins that I predicted which are still in place but mm-hmm. not um, maybe not as uh, much as a few a week ago or two um, it's still good these oh, these yeah. players are so young and they they I mean they have games where you, where you see everything clicks and say oh there are moments where, where poku has a block and then runs the transition and places himself in the corner and he hits a smooth tree. i i mean those moments are the ones we say yes this is exactly how it should work yeah. i mean poku being aggressive everywhere and they have moments in the game especially in the third quarters where they are everywhere and this will be like like this um more, most of the time in the coming years yeah. If everything goes in the direction that we see is uh, going towards.
2: Yeah. Ne- next that's the thing. It's like if we get two in the weeds with stuff this year, like all the analysis, all the everything is going to be moot the first day of the season next year. Because like, oh mm-hmm. wait, we're adding two big pieces to this. Um it is quite I mean, it's it's gonna be so different. Than this year, it's going to be so so different. We haven't even seen Shea and Chet play together yet. Haven't even seen it happen.
1: Isn't it insane that we have it in our minds and they didn't share the core for one single se- se- second uh, from the draft? Yeah, I mean, I can picture in my head like Shea dribbling and just doing pick and pops or pick and pop, and and the defense can just they ju- they will just die in, in, in that in that moment because you you can't double Shea if you know that Chet will hoist. 15 yep. trees a game.
2: Yep. It's going to, that's the thing. Like right now, teams don't have to make decisions within the Thunder offense. And yet, the offense is 10 points per 100 possessions better than it was last year. Yeah. 10.
1: 10. And the best attribute of Chad is probably the fact that he will transform the defense into a defense that can switch but can drop. And right now, they can't drop. No.
2: And it's and you know what? It's like a it's almost like a stealth tank move that they just have no bigs. Yeah. And I'm just like, good. Don't get one. Don't do it. There's not worth it. It's not worth it to even touch that situation. Let it be. Let it be. Because yeah. if and also if you add somebody else to this team, even if like you trade Baisley out, like you still need to get minutes for guys like Usman Jang, and there will be times within the season that they want to see what the other Jalen Williams can do on the court. And I would rather have minutes for those guys than, like, go get some run-of-the-mill center to just soak up minutes. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want that. I would rather see Jeremiah and Poku and everybody else play those minutes than anything else. I'd rather them lose games and get to, you know, the maybe fifth in the reverse standings, Six in the reverse standings And get yourself another player I mean even if you only end up Where the, the Pacers were last year the, You're watching the Pacers this year And you're saying There are people saying Really smart people Saying that wow There's their backcourt of the future And that in fact It could be the best backcourt In the Eastern Conference in the future and it's like whoa And that happened like that Yeah and so, and this draft is all, it's, it's a lot better than last year's. Yes. It is a lot better. I've watched a bunch of these guys, and like, holy smokes. We watched Keontae George, and like, where does Keontae go in last year's draft? You know? Yeah. I mean, he would go pretty high. I think that you would have him in like the Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey, Ben Matherin range. Yeah. Of last year's draft. And that guy's probably yeah. going to go 8th or ninth in the draft.
1: Yeah, depending on how he, he shoots the basketball, yes.
2: So, I mean, that to me is, is pretty wild. So there's just, there's a lot to be excited about as a Thunder fan. And like, the, the thing to recognize is like, this team is a lot better than they were this time last year. And like, that's something to be celebrated. It's like, is, you can ask yourself, is the development working? I think you can trick yourself watching game to game. I think you can trick yourself watching that Houston game and saying, "Oh my gosh, no one has improved. It's only Shay. What's going on with our team?" You know, and the answer is like, there's been a lot of improvement throughout the team. Yeah. There's been an an infusion of talent. You've had players like J. Dove has made an instant impact. I think Poku is a lot better. Trey Mann is definitely somebody who struggled. Yes, he's also had a back injury, and back injuries are...
1: Something is wrong with him. Really bad. He's getting back, though.
2: Yeah. I think Aaron Wiggins is better this year. I think Jeremiah is better this year. I think Usman Jang is obviously a long-term project, and I talked about that a bunch on Friday. Um, That's another guy. We didn't even discuss him. He was picked 11th in the draft. Like This is somebody that could be significant to the team, and we're not even talking about him. Because it's going to take time, and he could have a Poku-like trajectory where it's like you're two or three seasons in, you're like, "Where, where is this guy? And then he just shows up. Blossoms so,
1: into something good. Yeah. yeah.
2: So all this to say, this, all this is about this show, if I could sum it up, it's like the Thunder are better than they were last year. They have a certain star on their team where last year we didn't know. Shea was 20 points per game shooting 40% from the field this time last year. That's not a start. We were
1: questioning.
2: We were questioning where a lot he, of things. Where did he go? Yeah. And like, what are like, oh my gosh, like we gotta go find the best player for this team. Now he's 31 points on 51% from the field. <laughs> things change fast. The NBA changes fast. Doesn't mean it's gonna all change to be good. I don't wanna yeah. I don't want everybody to think that, like, oh my gosh, Josh Giddy next year. 25 points on 51% from the field coming our way. Like, I don't. Hey,
1: you heard it on Down to Dunk first.
2: That might happen. I don't know. The truth is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I can say that with such a young team, you can know this for certain. Things will change. Things will be different. This time next year, things will be very different. So, this is why. I keep saying, like, it's not time to make judgments. Don't make sweeping judgments on this. This is a young team. Like, just wait. Things are going to change. The minute you think you know something about this team, it will change. It will change. So, all right. Thanks so much for listening to our show. We'll have another podcast for you on Wednesday with Alex Spears. The Thunder play the Pelicans tonight, which should be uh, an interesting matchup. Somebody earlier in the chat said that we have Poku versus Zion tonight. Uh that we do. How in the world? I mean, obviously this is not a you can't guard Zion one on one. Uh it was Evan Troy in the chat. You can't you have to use lots of players to guard Zion. Um truth is the Thunder don't have outside of Eugene have a player that can really guard Zion. Um so I'm very intrigued. It is just a the the Pelicans are a weird team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a weird team to defend. I think Ingram is questionable. Um, tonight. Also McCollum. And McCollum's out in the South in the safety protocols. Um, mm-hmm. So it should be interesting. I I don't know what to expect tonight, honestly. After that Houston game, I think you could predict an easy loss. Also, the way they've played on the road this year, I think, is an issue. They are currently three and seven on the road. They're five and five at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's certainly a thing. But so, he also had good games on the road against Boston. Against played well against Boston. They could come out New and win York. tonight. They could go and win tonight. I wouldn't they would not show.
1: Against Washington. It was a great game. Yes. We'll see.
2: Just don't know. I don't know. Uh all right. Uh thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.